You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. And uh, before I bring on my first guest, who's going to be calling in, Jax Peters Lowell, who uh, has an amazing new book called The Gluten-Free Revolution, Absolutely Everything You Need to Know About Losing the Wheat, Reclaiming Your Health, and Eating Happily Ever After. She's going to be joining us in just a little bit. I do want to tell you we are still running our fun drive, and we are going to be wrapping up, and uh, I believe by the end of the week, we uh, have actually received less support for the station, and we would love for you to support us because we love what we do. We bring you, you know, very unique public affairs programming and music, and we need to raise about ten thousand dollars this year. And every little bit helps. We really do appreciate the help. Uh, we are asking for help in, you know, various denominations, and we have some great premiums for you. Let's see what we have here. We've got CDs and T-shirts and tote bags. We also have concert tickets. Uh, so we would love any kind of support that you can help us with. Uh, Sheldon's coming in the studio. Very cool. Hi, Sheldon. Good morning. Is this the right one? I think that is the right one. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Janine. Hi. Yeah, I heard you talking about pledges and about pledge drive, and yes, we are. It's kind of a pledge drive light today. It's our last opportunity for people to call in and pledge okay. for this great station and these great shows that you're listening to to uh, get the funk out. And what a great show. I love listening to Get the Funk Out, Thank and I you. know you do too. You wouldn't be tuned in right now. But here's an opportunity to support... Uh, get the funk out and KUCI by pledging $35, $50. Uh, Each increment, you get more premiums back. Uh, CDs or T-shirts at the $50 level, it's two of those items. And at $100 level, you get four of those items. That's great. And I just wanted to uh, step in and and, uh, give some support because... that's what it's all about. This nobody here gets paid, right. and we appreciate your support. Thank you very much. Thanks, Sheldon. Thank you. And so the number to call is nine four nine eight two four K U C I. Nine four nine eight two four K U C I. Again, you're listening to Get the Funk Out. I'm Janine. We're just standing by waiting for Jax Peters Lowell to call in. She has a groundbreaking book about the gluten free revolution, and I'm looking forward to talking to her. Uh, I also have a few other guests joining me. Harvard-educated physician and New York Times best-selling author of The Hormone Cure, Dr. Sarah Godfrey, is joining us at 9.30. And also at 9.45, I have another guest. And all this, by the way, is up on my blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. Okay, so coming up at 9.45, Phil Hessler, producer of the documentary Far From Home, It uh, debuted at the Newport Beach Film Festival. It's a really interesting story. It's an inspirational journey of of Phil's actual adopted brother, Brolin um, Mueje. I'm probably completely slaughtering that name, so uh, he'll correct me when he calls in. And um, so Brolin was on this quest to become the first snowboarder to ever represent an African country in the Winter Olympics while also training as an Olympic surgeon. The trailer is up on my blog. Again, that's getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. All right, stand by for my first guest. He'll be calling in very shortly. Good morning, baby. What's the matter? Steve so well last night. 
All right, you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Standing by on the line is my first guest, uh, Jax Peters Lowell. Good morning. Good morning, Janine. Thanks so much for calling in. It's great. It's great to be with you. This is an unbelievable book you wrote. Thank you. It's big. It is big. <laughs> you could use it as a as a free weight or a weapon or anything. <laughs> oh, what an accomplishment! A lot, lot of work, a lot of research in there. Oh, I can imagine. I want to. Yeah. I want to back up because you were diagnosed with celiac. What over twenty years ago? It's over. It was nineteen eighty one and a half. Wow. And um, it, it was so difficult. You know, you have to remember there was no Internet. Yes. Um, there were no um, gluten-free vegan bakeries on every corner. Right. Uh, no, absolutely nobody had ever heard of celiac disease, which is what I have. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, you needed a degree in chemistry to read food labels you needed uh, probably a monocle, you know, so you could <laughs> shop with it. Right. It, it was unbelievably difficult, and, and I was really ravaged by celiac disease. Well, let me back up. How did you know you had celiac, and what, what was going on with you? Well, uh, for me, it was, uh, you know, I was beginning to feel really brain foggy and... and um, I was getting thinner and thinner, and I, you know, I, I needed a nap, you know, to recover from taking a nap. Oh. And all of a sudden, um, I got, not all of a sudden, but slowly building, was a pain in my bones. Awesome. And I went to the doctor, mm-hmm. and it was my regular internist. Okay. No GI doc at that point, had no clue what was going on. And he said, so, you know, he took an x-ray of my wrist, mm-hmm. and he said, you know, he looked, he said, so when did you bra- fracture your wrist? What? Well, <laughs> it turns out that a lack of um, calcium absorption, because, you know, celiac disease just stops absorption completely, okay. um, because your villi get all scarred and clumped up and everything, and nothing can get through. Okay. So you have all these crazy nutritional deficiencies. And I was eating calcium, I was going to the gym, I was a big tennis player, didn't matter. I wasn't getting any. And it broke my right radial. Um, And, you know, but by this time, um, you know, there was fatigue and, um, you know, off giant hives. I mean, crazy things. I weighed 90 pounds. I was the human Q-tip. It was, my heart even developed a murmur. I mean, it was, it was sort of, you know, in, in the news in those days, there was a lot about anorexia. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that's what I was suffering from, only it was celiac disease-induced and not me stopping eating. It, sound, it was just awful. It sounded like and such... And it imp- took a long time to get better. Mm-hmm. It really did. And, um, you know, I was young. I never saw it coming. Nobody knew about this. Mm. It sounded like major inflammation going on in your body. Oh, inflammation, yes, and it, no arthritic stuff. It, but for me, I was a classic presenter. You know, I, I was um, I had diarrhea constantly. By the time I went to the hospital, um, you know, I just was so weak oh. uh, from the 
all the GI stuff. And, of course, in those days, they thought I had lymphoma. So we yes. had to go through a lot of fear in the hospital and, and crazy tests. They didn't have the blood test then. Mm-hmm. There are lots of sort of medieval tests. <laughs> and, boy, was I lucky. Oh. I was so lucky. I walked out of there. I didn't have lymphoma. I got my health back. But how? Gluten-free diet was my was difficult, but it was uh-huh. my medicine. How did they? How did you know to eliminate gluten? Oh well, they diagnosed celiac disease. Oh, but did. in those days, I mean, I finally I was in the hospital, and mm-hmm. and uh, the GI doctor tested me for celiac disease in all those old kinds of ways. No blood tests then, okay. um, and was told that I was very lucky because, you know, all of my symptoms were very similar to uh, cancer, you know, lymphoma. Scary. And he thought it was really crazy that I had it because he said it was an, a, a disease of infancy. I mean, mm-hmm. this was the Stone Age. Right. He had no clue that it is as common as it is. I mean, three million people have celiac disease. That's huge. And, and you know, it was just underdiagnosed. Yes. They believed it was rare, but they weren't looking for it. So now they look for it, and it's not so rare at all. So how quickly did you see changes in your body after you eliminated gluten? I would say um, about, I, would, I, I felt like myself a year later. Oh, uh, although I saw changes. Um, immediately, mm-hmm. immediately. I mean, for one thing, I was an advertising creative director at the time. And so you can imagine the stress and the busyness and the meetings and everything. Right. And I was afraid to get on public transportation. Why? Because my brain was starving, too. Oh. And I thought everyone was after me, that somebody might stab me on the bus or oh. on the street. I mean, it, your brain gets starved, too. Yes. And so I, I had um, a neurologic uh, reaction uh, that, oh, my God, I'm not safe. And that stopped. And, um, uh, you know, of course, I had to, I, what I did, which, and I recommend this to people today, if they, um, if they have been diagnosed with celiac disease and, and they have been sick for a while, uh, I say do what I did, and that is, you know, the way we, we, we give children, little babies, we give them one food and see how they do, and then yes. we give them another, yes. and that's how we, you know, we introduce lots of different foods. I did the same thing. Yes. I ate really cleanly. Great advice. So, of course, everyone thought I was crazy. You know, I was eating brown rice and, and <laughs> uh, soft, comforting foods right. and little by little. No gluten-free treats for me. Yeah. I understood right away that that was just fat and sugar. Right. Well, that's so good. I, was he- I wanted to heal my, my, um, my gut. Yes. I wanted to heal it. And yes. it healed. I mean, it, I've had, I don't know, in my lifetime, maybe three or four um, endoscopies to check Mm-hmm. The villi are perfectly healed, no scarring, no nothing. I'm strong. Amazing. Play tennis again, hair vibrant, skin mm-hmm. vibrant again. But I'm a very clean eater. You know, I, I don't, I, I never went for the let's substitute um, crappy glutinous food yes. for crappy gluten free food. That's smart. <laughs> it's all processed. I never did that. No, it's, a lot of it's processed. So Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. and in those, you know, it, so. So little by little, 
um, you know, I, I really got healthy. And then I went and I met, I never met anyone in my tribe. So I went to a conference and mm-hmm. everyone was depressed and marginalized and sad. And Aww. one woman was driving around the country with a trailer. Really? With her food in it. Ugh. Because she was so afraid to eat in public. And I thought, this is not a club I want to belong to. No. I have to do something. And I figured I'm, I do this, you know, I, I did it for my clients. Mm-hmm. I created brand awareness for my clients. That's well, what, I need to do something big and uh, create awareness for celiac disease. That's you know, and, then, and I figured we would all get diagnosed sooner, we'd eat better, mm-hmm. and, and marketers would see that there is a market for it, and we'd all live, eat, eat happily ever after. So in 1995, after convincing publishing <laughs> that there was a market for it, That's a tough one. I wrote the very first book ever uh, on the that. subject, Against the Grain. The Slightly oh. Eccentric Guide to Living Well Without Weed and Gluten. The Slightly Eccentric Guide? It's slightly eccentric, <laughs> yes, because in those days, when I wrote that book, you had to be a little, you had to be really resourceful, you had to be willing to be assertive and a little eccentric. For example, what did I do when I felt better? I went to Paris. Oh, I went to Paris, great. the epicenter of the best bread. Oh, I just went there, and I thought, well, I'm not going to let this stop me. Mm-hmm. So I wrote a card, a crazy, silly card in French that was so pathetic. <laughs> it was kind of, you know, if, if I have any farine, I'll have a disease in my chair. <laughs> and everyone laughed, and they gave me, uh, my husband and I, they gave us wine. They gave us cheese. They cried real tears that mm-hmm. I couldn't eat pastry. <laughs> Um, and, you know, my husband always jokes. He, he says, well, I learned a lesson, too, in Paris. Um, never ogle a tart in front of your gluten-challenged wife. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that little card is probably still over a bar in the Marais somewhere because oh, the reaction to it was so amazing. And I was willing to go to Paris and have ham and gruyere on stupid flying saucer rice cakes. Well, today, Mm -hmm. in the new book, In the Gluten-Free Revolution, um, Helmet New Cake. Really? Totally classic gluten-free patisserie in Paris made their American debut with the recipe. I love it. Isn't that great? That is great. So everything's changed. It really has. Now, you talk about GMOs and pesticides and antibiotics. For those who don't understand the impact, could you explain a little about that? Well... Um, with respect to gluten intolerance, um, you know, uh, I wrote a chapter in this book called Food Fights. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think we need to have some of those fights. I mean, the, the gluten-free label was a fight that, that the gluten-free community won. It's still not perfect because, uh, you know, it, it's self-policed. So yeah. you really still have to know your ingredients, et cetera. And then I moved on to this idea you know, why there, 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 there are more people with celiac disease. The, 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 it's growing. It's, yes. There are approximately 3 million, but doctors are seeing more and more cases of it. But the real explosion is uh, gluten sensitivity. There's no test for that. And 15 million people, we're talking about maybe 
30 to 40 percent of the population claims that they follow a gluten-free diet because they they say gluten makes them sick. So mm-hmm. I start asking myself, why? this is crazy. Why now? Yeah. And when you do your homework, you see that the numbers not only of, um, of gluten sensitivity, but um, autism, ADHD, um, all sorts of childhood uh, behavioral disorders, uh, attention deficit disorder, all these things now are starting to grow. Yes. You know, when I was a kid, it was rare that I, you know, that I even knew anyone who was somewhere on the spectrum of autism uh, or, or had ADHD or something like that. Sure. Now it's common. Kids are getting slapped with medicine. I know. So I began to look at the correlation now. My community, the celiac community, some people sort of poo-poo this as a, as a trend, as a fad. No way. I don't see that at no, all. No. I see 15 million belly aches. Yeah. That is, nobody makes this up. No. Trends start in truth somewhere. So, and, and then also the other, there's a myth about the gluten-free diet being a weight loss diet. Oh, no. So I'm putting all this together and I'm thinking, okay. The people who lose weight, most people I know, and, and when you read articles and so forth about how they are gluten-free, you start to see that they're giving up processed foods. They're more on a plant-based diet. Right. Many of them are gluten-free vegan mm-hmm. uh, or at least vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, not eating, and they're not eating high fructose corn syrup, which is one of the biggest GMO crops ever. Yes. Um, and then you, you see this rise in food allergies and all kinds of uh, neuro problems, adults and children. And you see that people are being diagnosed with Alzheimer's in their 40s and 50s. That's on the rise. Incredible. That's an epidemic. Scary. And, and it corresponds with the late 90s and on into the new century mm-hmm. of... of um, GMOs becoming more and more widespread. Yes. So, and, and the, the thing that really got me was the fact that I have lots of friends who are gluten sensitive, mm-hmm. and they avoid gluten here. So they travel. Yes. One of them goes to Paris and calls me when he gets back and says, you know, I had a croissant every morning. Uh, how could I not? And I felt fine. Oh, I know the answer to this. 64 countries yes. in the world do not allow a U.S. GMO crop. Right, right. Right. So my friend was eating his great-grandmother's and his grandmother's wheat. Yes. The wheat that doesn't, never killed anybody. It's not processed the way it is here. Exactly. It's, yeah. and, and, but you cannot, you cannot uh, recall a GMO. Interesting. It's in the food. So while everybody, all the medical community, they're coming up with new blood tests, uh, big farmers coming up with a pill, which I have to say I cheer for people who are really, really sick and have celiac disease, who mm-hmm. have lots of uh, other associated issues. Um, and I wouldn't mind popping a pill and going out and having a piece of pizza. <laughs> but, you know, who wouldn't? But the thing is, I ask the question, are we the canaries in the coal mine? I know. I know. And, and why is, is Big Pharma 
getting rid of the symptoms that big food is creating, mm-hmm. that's the part that, you know, that, that's scary. And I would love to see studies done. Um, right. uh, I would like to study gluten sensitivity in countries where GMOs are not allowed. Yes. And relate that back to, um, to this country. And see yes. what those numbers are. Yes. See what that study looks like. Good example. Children's uh, parents who have children mm-hmm. uh, somewhere on the spectrum uh, were told or weren't really told, but put their children on the gluten-free casein diet, mm-hmm. uh, casein-free diet, diet. Yeah. because uh, it was said that that might help autism. Well, the doctor said, no, it doesn't do any good. But parents, you know, you do what you do for yes. your child when your child is young. That's right. That's so right. all of a sudden, you, six months ago, I think the book almost practically was ready to hit the stands, and I, I made my editor put this in. A little study at Columbia University uh, looked at children at varying spots on the spectrum, okay. and varying degrees of gut inflammation. Really? How and they matched. And they said more study is required. Mm-hmm. But they, you know, it's a small study, so a bigger study is required. But I saw that, and I was chilled. And I thought, oh, good for you parents who didn't wait for science to catch up. That's right. That's Good for right. you. Yes. Because everybody thinks research is settled. It never is. No, no. Never. No. So, I mean, it's, it's just, honestly, my new passion. I think it's wonderful. Is quality food. You know, I always tell my kids, because growing up, I ate a lot of junk food. I mean, mm-hmm. fast food, and I was depressed. My grades were terrible. I was not focused. And as an adult, I just, it's all about eating clean, real. I tell my kids, eat real food, sweet potatoes, brown rice. Yeah. And I, I stay away from processed anything, and I feel so much so much more energy, and I just feel different. Oh, oh so, amazing. And gluten-free. I, mean, I am uh, gluten-free. Ed, even in school, you oh, know, yeah. test scores rise right. when kids are eating properly. Yes. Uh, what's his name? Uh, wonderful. Um, the, the wonderful doctor who wrote Grain Brain. Oh, he's going to be on my show. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. He's terrific. Yeah. I had a great conversation with him, and you know, here's a secret. He, call, he called and said he loved my book, but he wouldn't give me a blurb. Aww. And I said, why? <laughs> Dr. Perlmutter, yeah. why? David Perlmutter. <laughs> yeah. I lo- you know, he yeah. said, because some of your recipes have sugar. Oh. And, he's, and I accepted that because, okay. you know, not everybody. But he is a pediatric neurologist, and okay. He's done work where he, you know, parents have been told to medicate their kids, but instead they took um, the child to him. Yes. Put the child on gluten-free, sugar-free, dairy-free, everything free. Right. And the school called the parents saying, I'm so glad you changed your mind and put your child on medicine. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yes. So I really admire him. I mean, I think our new challenge, the new revolution, if you will, Mm -hmm. uh, is, is getting quality food in this country right? Uh, and supporting farm-to-table, organic. It's also pesticide use. The GMOs are requiring uh, more and more, uh, they're, they're Roundup ready and they're resistant. So 
even organic farmers have to use more pesticides in order not to have the killer weeds. Ugh, oh, it's awful. It's really awful. awful. But, well, you know, on the happy side, mm-hmm. there's, uh, there's never been a better time to be gluten-free. I think it's great. I mean, I have Thomas Keller's gluten-free brioche recipe in the book. Alice Waters. All these incredible... I'm not a cookbook writer. Can't wait. (laughs) I'm a novelist. I'm a poet. I think it's great. Who has celiac disease. Mm. So how do I have all this fabulous food? I call them up and ask them. It's great. Jax, unfortunately, we have to wrap up, but could you give out your website for people who want more information uh, yes, about you? Yes, it's com, and it's weird. My Facebook is Jax Peters Lowell. Okay. <laughs> and Twitter is Jax Lowell. Don't even ask me all right. how that happened. <laughs> but I think jaxlowell.com would take you to all those places. Perfect. Thank you so much for calling in. I, I love this book you sent. I oh, can't wait thank to start you. Making some of the recipes. There won't be a quiz. I won't give you a quiz thank on it. Thank goodness. It's too big. <laughs> well, if you're ever, I don't know, where are you located? I'm in Philadelphia, Philadelphia. Okay. but I was almost coming to L.A. All right. Um, but my, uh, I had a family emergency, so I had to cancel that oh. part of the book tour. Okay. But I'll be back later in the year. Oh, let me know. Shoot me an email. I will. I certainly will. I'd love to meet you. It was great to be on your show. Oh, thanks for calling in. It was great having you. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye, Janine. Bye. That was Jax Peters Lowell, author of this amazing book she sent me, The Gluten-Free Revolution. It is the size of one of the, uh, some of you don't even know, phone book. It's a massive book. She did so much research on it. I'm really looking forward to diving in and uh, getting some of these recipes going. If you missed any part of today's show, it will be up on my blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. 